Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. coverage podcast formerly known as Hoopball Hawks where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host Brad Harden recording live from Atlanta Georgia and I'm recording this on Friday January 14th 2022 and I was going to let Wednesday's game marinate see what adjustments the Hawks were going to make after losing their ninth straight game, now they're 12th in the Eastern Conference right now, several games below 500. And to be exact, looking at the record for the Atlanta Hawks right now, they're 17 and 23. Three consecutive losses, seven of their last nine, nine straight home losses, 12th in the Eastern Conference. It is what it is. And there's a lot of frustration. And there was a lot more frustration from Hawks fans, especially after yesterday's trading of Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks. And like I said, I was going to wait until the quote-unquote back-to-back two-game stretch versus the Heat to kind of talk over the Hawks. But obviously, we got to talk about this trade. Therefore, we're going to talk about the embarrassing performance on Wednesday night after this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them. But if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on MyBookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code Hoopball to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, we are back briefly because the Hawks started off really good, especially defensively on Wednesday night versus Miami. They were bringing that energy, that effort. And then once the first quarter ended, the third, the second and third quarter, they were just outscored tremendously by the Miami Heat. Three balls started raining. 
down the Atlanta Hawks. And it wasn't like, I mean, they hit a good number of three-pointers. They hit, Miami hit 16 three-pointers on us. But they were just so timely and they were just in consecu consecutive possessions. It was just like one after the other after the other. And it was, I mean, again, you know, Miami is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA. And you still don't run them off the three-point line, close out consistently, go over screens instead of under. When you have a Tyler Hero, when you have a Duncan Robinson pulling up from three, that's just mental at this point. That's extremely mental on a defensive end. And on top of you know letting them go crazy from three, Obviously, Miami plays really good defense. We only scored 91 points. Didn't even get to 38% shooting from the field. And then, let alone, we were worse from three. Under 29% from three. We missed a lot of free throws. Seven free throws, to be exact. To shoot 69% from the free throw line, you get out-rebounded by Miami. You only have 20 team assists, which the magic number, 24, they continue to fall short of that. Turnovers, they were timely turnovers, but Miami ended up having more turnovers than the Hawks. But they were very timely turnovers. And you get outscored in the paint, you just get dominated. You just get dominated. And defensively, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. They went on a... I want to say a 16-0 run to start the third quarter to just bury us. And it was done after that. It was it was extremely done. The best player for the Hawks and I mean John Collins. John Collins is probably the best player for the Hawks. He had 16 points, 11 rebounds, six and nine shooting from the floor, three of four from three. And he was certainly playing with some effort. But I mean, you have no one else score more than 16 points. Trey Young, 4-15 from the floor, 15 points, 5 assists, 4 turnovers. Definitely in a shooting slump right now. Trey Young needs to get out of that. He's the engine that gets this offense going. Bogey continues to hit shots. He shoots a lot of threes, though. Uh, 3 of 11 from 3 on Wednesday night, 6 of 14 from the floor in total. For 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, TLC gets you four points in 13 minutes. Gallo, 26 minutes, only gets you seven points. DeAndre Hunter looked great coming back, 15 points. Uh, not three or four threes, but missed a lot of shots other than that. We'll give him a pass. He's, he's just not coming back. Herter is in a slump, only two of nine from the floor. Lou Will did not play again. This team is in disarray especially on the defensive end. And when you look at the other side from Miami, they have seven players in double digits. Tyler Hero with 21 off the bench, as you would expect him to do. 21 points, 11 assists, nine rebounds. He went off. Duncan Robinson had 14 points, three three-pointers. Gabe Vincent, 14 points, four three-pointers for him. Uh, Struss for Miami, 11 points, three three-pointers. Lowry didn't do a lot, but five assists in 28 minutes. Uh, Yurk Seven, I think that's how you say his name, the big center, 13 and 10. 
added six assists. Caleb Martin with 18 points. P.J. Tucker, 10 points, two three-pointers. So just a team effort. You see the team effort for Miami, and then you look at the Hawks, and you do not see the team effort. On top of not playing sound defense for the entire game, you struggle from the field offensively. It's a carryover from the Clippers game. They played a little bit better defense in the Clippers game, and I think they had a better defensive effort in that Clippers game. And we started off well, but then just crashed, just absolutely crashed after the first quarter. And Nate McMillan even talked about it. He said, I'm not hitting the panic button, but he said a lot of people are going to look at that third quarter run, but it started in the second quarter. And that momentum carried in a halftime. Instead of coming out with some fire to fight back against Miami, they just laid down. Uh, just like the guy on IG, uh, not a big-time player, just going to just dive out his legs, pissed out my leg. Uh, that's just It's just what it seems like, and it's a reoccurring theme for the Hawks. And I'm really curious to see the adjustments they make going down to South Beach tonight and playing a game. And then, obviously, they have a back-to-back -back, uh, up here in Atlanta tomorrow night against the New York Knicks, who are we're connected with once again because now I get to talk about the trade. Cam Reddish was traded along with Solomon Hill to the New York Knicks for a protected 2022 first-round pick and Kevin Knox. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people have been overreacting to this trade, saying the Knicks fleece the Hawks. And isolated, this trade doesn't look great. It doesn't. But it doesn't look great because the potential for Cam Reddish versus the potential for Kevin Knox. And, again, Hawks fans have been extremely disappointed. High hopes this year, and to be 17 and 23 right now, is extremely disappointing. And some people have been using the term embarrassing. Before I use embarrassing, the effort at times is embarrassing. Some of the stretches we put out on the floor is embarrassing. But let's be frank. Not winning more than 29 games, 2017 through 2020, that is embarrassing. I'm going to be real. That is embarrassing. In 2017, 2018, going 24 and 58. In 2018, 2019, going 29 and 53. In 2019, 2020, going 20 and 47. That is embarrassing. Based on our expectations for this year, yes, this is a little bit embarrassing. And there's some embarrassing stretches. But I'll tell you one thing. They're still close to the win totals that they had during that embarrassing stretch where they were a really, really bad Hawks team. This is a bad Hawks team right now, but there are still pieces on this team that can make this season salvageable. And like Nate said, there's a lot of basketball season left. But back to the Cam Reddish trade, there's a lot of people saying, you know, what are we doing? We're tanking. And I'm keeping the re-receipts because I see everybody just throwing in the towel, just giving up. 
because people think so highly of Cam Reddish. And that is a term of endearment here. They they love Cam Reddish here in Atlanta. And I understand it's hard to see him go because of his potential. And it hurts even more because it's to a Eastern Conference rival who we're going to see multiple times in the season in the New York Knicks, who we dislike here in Atlanta. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And I 100% get that. I do. But people saying, we traded him for nothing. This is the worst trade. What are we doing? Let's be real. We, people make trades in the NBA, and I said this on Twitter, not on potential, on right now. And if Cam Reddish was better right now, we would have gotten more for Cam Reddish. That's the hard fact. That's the hard truth right there. If he was playing better now, we would have gotten more in the trade for him. So before people hit me up talking about it's a terrible trade, what are we doing? If he was playing better, we would have gotten more for him. You don't trade for potential. You trade for right now. What immediate impact can this player make for my team? He can make an immediate impact for the Knicks, and I hope he does. He needed a fresh start. He wanted out. He talked to management, and I think him going to New York with a former teammate from Duke and R.J. Barrett, and they need another score, was looking out for Cam. It sucks for us when you look at it like that, but for Cam, this is a great situation. And we wish him the best. But let's be real. The man only played 66% of his games in an Atlanta Hawk uniform. Countless injuries. You couldn't depend on him being healthy. You couldn't depend on him being consistent night to night. And let's be real. There's times where you have to play him. When he's on, he's on. But when he's not on, he takes a step back on the defensive end. And I agree, he's taking steps back defensively because of between the ears. And at times he forces shots that might as well be turnovers within the offense because he's trying to go get his. And I get it. He wants a role. He wanted a role. And he did not have that role here in Atlanta. But there was times that he hurt us more than he helped. I mean, a man had more turnovers in his early career than assists. That's something that he has to get better at. And I hope that he does. And according to an article in The Athletic, and I don't know how true this is because this is very harsh, but some people were attributing last year's turnaround, the success from last year's turnaround, to, they said, Lloyd Pierce being fired, which I agree. But some people within the organization were saying, Cam Reddish being hurt and not available, not playing on the court was another reason for the turnaround, and I think that's extremely harsh. That is foul, in my opinion, if people truly do think that. Now, his plus and minus as a player speaks for itself, and sometimes the play on the court does speak for itself, but I'm not going to attribute one role player not playing to this turnaround and the success for last year's team. But here's what I'm not going to do. I am not going to think that we were dumb trading Cam Reddish because of a couple 30-point performances this year when everybody was out in his two performances in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Those are four performances. Four performances that Hawks fans continue to throw at me and others 
Man, Cam Reddish is here. He's arrived. He's arrived. And I said this before the season. If he can play 66 games at 82 this year, and he's consistent and brings it in that time period, we should keep him. We should keep him. But here's the thing. Injury after injury after injury. He, he couldn't stay on the floor this year. Yeah, and there was times where, boom, he had those big performances, 30-point performances. He looked great. Being the triple threat scorer that I envision him being, shooting threes, shooting the mid-range, getting to the cup, and knocking down free throws. He has the potential to be, I think, really, truly a 40 a uh, 50 40 90 guy in his in this league. I think he does. And he has to be given the opportunity, but he has to work on his playmaking as well. And he hasn't really flat I mean, creating turnovers on the defensive end, um and those uh, highlight dunks and hitting timely threes. If you count that as playmaking, yes, we've seen flashes of that. But as far as creating for others and being a positive impact as far as plus minus and helping to winning basketball, in a short sample size in Atlanta, we did not get that. And I'm going to call it what it is. He needed to go. He needed a fresh start. And as much as people beloved him in Atlanta, and I'm glad that we have a fan base that loves and protects the players that we have and we have that passion for that because we could be Philly. We could be harsh like Philly. And New York is going to be harsh as well. If Cam Reddish goes up there and doesn't produce, New York is not a forgiving city. We've seen how they are with sports teams and athletes there. We've seen it. So, like I said, I wish him the best of luck. And and I'll be real, his value is not that high because of his availability and sample size. And the Hawks wanted the first-round pick. They shopped around. Many teams were trying to give him second-round picks, multiple. But... The New York Knicks were willing to give him a first-round pick. And Kevin Knox. I mean, Kevin Knox will take it or leave it at this point. Um, it's sad to see Solomon Hill go in the midst of an injury. But let's be real. He wasn't a big part of the future or the plan for this Hawks team outside of veteran leadership, you know, within practice and on the bench. But certainly, Kevin Knox, eh, like I said, we'll take it or leave it. But we get a first-round pick. And like I said, if his value was higher, we would have gotten more. So for all you guys coming at Travis Schlenk, when he's made great move after great move in the draft and trade and free agency thus far, shame on you. Shame on you. We're in a microwave society. We're in a society that wants instant gratification. What have you done for me lately? What have you been doing right now? People quickly have forgotten the turnaround that Nate McMillan did for this team last year. Now you want to fire him. People have quickly forgotten the great moves that Travis Schlenk has made to get this roster to this point. And now after one trade of Cam Reddish, the beloved prince of Atlanta, who underperformed, let's be real, you're really to, you're ready to cast him, cast him off. And let's be real, this is not the last trade the Hawks are making before trade deadline. This is one move amongst a couple of other moves that are bound to happen. I see Gallo being gone before the trade deadline. I do. And maybe one other player. I it, It's going to happen. Because we have to improve on the defensive end. We have to. And we're going to have to turn this thing around. 
And the problem for the Hawks is an embarrassment of riches. That's what my boy David Bracey, who was on a podcast last episode, said. It's an embarrassment of riches and a lot of mouths to feed. We need to streamline the offense, get some people who are focused on defense, and let's make a run at this thing, okay? We know the people who need the ball in their hand, and I think if we kind of weed out some of the mouths that we need to feed, maybe John Collins gets more touches like he wants. Maybe we can form a better offensive identity because it's not about getting a bunch of people, you know, some food here and there to eat to keep them satisfied. We know who's going to eat. We know who's going to defend. And we're going to go from there. But this is not the final move. So people grading this trade and saying we've been fleeced because of this specific trade when there are more moves to be made. Just be patient. We're not a patient society. And... Because of the taste of success last year, this is an impatient fan base. We haven't won a title since being in the city of Atlanta. We got close last year. We want that same success. You have every right to feel that. You have every right with the people that we have on this roster. But the reality is we're not a good basketball team right now. And it's time to make moves to be a better basketball team. And I think Cam Reddish moved off the roster will make us a better basketball team in the long run, especially if there are other moves to be made after this. And I think there are other moves to be made. So let's be patient. Let's be patient. Let's give Travis Schlenk the leeway to do his job and put a better product on the floor. Because right now, according to reports, Trey Young and Clint Capella are the only untouchables on this roster. I put out there, hey, I say this summer, depending on the moves made after this, Maybe you trade Capella when he's able to be traded and a couple people and some picks and go get Carl Anthony Towns. I've thrown that out there. A lot of people don't want Ben Simmons. I get that because that means John Collins has to go. But maybe those aren't the moves to be made to make this a better team this year. Maybe there's other players that are disgruntled, other players that are available that we're not aware of. We're not having these conversations with other teams. We don't know who truly is available around the league. And there could be some surprises there. And maybe that's what we're banking on and what we're working towards. And the Cam Reddish move is the first domino to fall amongst other moves that gets this Hawks team in a position to make a run here in the second half of this season. So I wanted to just go in here, be the voice of reason. Look at the big picture. We're not playing checkers. I think we're playing chess. Like I said, sometimes we have to make certain sacrifices to win in the end. And if this was a necessary sacrifice, if Cam Reddish was the necessary sacrifice for the Hawks to get back on track, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, okay? So I just wanted to come in the booth, really try to preach, get in the pulpit, talking about this Hawks team, give some optimism, but a shot of realism into what really happened and transpired yesterday, okay? People are going to talk about we got fleeced. We're going to see the Knicks soon. That's great. That's cool. We need to beat they butt anyway. Let's be real. We need to beat they butt anyway from Christmas Day. We have more players available. We have a hopefully an angry team after what happened Wednesday night. Let's turn this thing around tonight in Miami and then come back up here to Atlanta. And let's Knicks this home home losing streak. Nine in a row at home is embarrassing. We haven't won a game at home since November. It's the new year. 
it's time it's time to get this going. Okay? And that right there is on the players on the court. That right there is on Nate McMillan and his staff. Get the team ready to play. Whatever you got to do to get under their skin, to get them to play the right way, do it. Do it. Because we're tired of seeing the effort that's on the court. Let them do their work there. And let's actually do the work there, Hawks. And let the front office do their work so that everybody can be quiet about we gave away Cam Reddish for a bag of chips. Same people talking about Luke and Trey Young. Look at look at it now. Look at it now. So just be patient, okay? And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, basketball enthusiasts, Georgia sports fans, whoever is willing to listen to this podcast and hear about the Atlanta Hawks, voice of reason for the Hawks. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That is at Ethos Hawks. And check out our website of all the things and all the sports that we cover, including fantasy, sports betting, and other teams around the NBA. Follow myself on Twitter, Brad Jarrett, 67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, 67. And hey, let's be patient. Let's pump the brakes before we just overreact. And let's see where things fall leading up into the trade deadline. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.